0: all right we're going to look in john chapter 13 john chapter 13 and on sunday mornings we've been primarily in the book of john and today we're going to talk about a type of christianity and the christianity that we're going to talk about is towel and basin christianity towel and basin christianity that is the kind of christianity christ expects and we'll look and see what that means and it's also another shot at this passage that we uh, are following up on from last week we spoke about this uh, from another angle last week so we're going to read in just a moment Uh, in john 13 we're just going to read verses 12 to 17 in just a moment so if you'll turn there and John thirteen will begin in verse twelve in just a little bit i as I look in this passage, I'm reminded of a uh, a ceremony that goes on well, I guess it's a symbolic thing that's passed out at a large college graduation back east there's a There's a uh, independent Baptist college in Tennant Powell, Tennessee called. Uh, Crown College of the Bible and Seminary and uh I don't know what the student uh, enrollment is uh, there but uh I know it's uh affiliated with a large church Temple Baptist and Clarence Sexton is a pastor and it seems to be a, the type of place we would endorse and uh well I what I've heard uh, several times is when they have their graduation at Crown College um they have a big you know they have a big crowd you got parents and families coming in to to see their kids graduate and um, uh, they have the temp the church there families that are there for it and the college staff and and you have graduates that they do their ceremony and they come up and they get their diploma and everything and and i'm told and i've uh, by more than one source that uh, one of the things that they give them when they're coming up besides the diploma is that they give them a towel embroidered with this passage we're going to read the reference that is embroidered with John thirteen verses twelve to seventeen, and the reason is is because this passage is telling about a type of leadership that Jesus wanted to see in his in his among his disciples and uh, servant leadership is what some would call it, and so the college as they're getting kids that are coming across and maybe have a, somebody somebody a Christian school teacher eventually, or somebody that's going to be an evangelist, or somebody that's going to be a missionary, or somebody that's going to be a pastor, or they might have some uh, majors there that pertain to just business. And, and so you have somebody who's going to be, he's, he's already got in mind what his title's going to be one day, a business leader, or a pastor, or a young lady. I'm going to be a, a pastor's wife, or I'm going to be a Christian school teacher. And they're getting their diploma, and they're, they're thinking about, about that. They're thinking about their future title, what they're going to have. And while they're thinking about that, the college is saying here's something more important than your title is a towel a towel to symbolize that it's not just about having a title but about having a an attitude of serving people even at the lowliest uh, uh, job and i like that and so let's read this passage now previously it talked about jesus preparing to wash their feet and he had this discussion with peter and now notice in John 13, verse 12, it said, John thirteen twelve. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, yet also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. So the ceremony I told you about at this large college graduation, college by way of, Christian colleges, not large by way of other colleges, but uh, this gathering, this large gathering, and they have this towel that they give out. That event is traced back to a small gathering. The significance of that towel that's given out is traced back 2,000 years to a small gathering and of just Jesus and the 12. And it all started there. And Jesus said, this is something that's important to me and something should be important to you. Washing one another's feet. Jesus said, ye ought... Look at verse 14, the last phrase there. Ye also ought to wash one another's feet, Jesus says. That's what you also ought to do. I just did it. And that's what you ought to do. When the, when, now, wait a minute, who's he talking to? The 12? <laughs> that's who was there. But when they died, I don't think Jesus' intent died those twelve died, and they stopped washing feet eventually. so what he's given us <clears throat> because he said to teach all these things and pass them along, so then this is a timeless truth for us. Washing one another's feet is not just something for back two thousand years ago when it really was more common washing literally washing feet it's still for today. We ought also. I want to encourage you with three issues related to our subject today. And sh- encourage us that we must still be engaged in this type of this type of Christianity three issues the first issue is we 're going to look at the nature of foot washing. The second thing is is the applications of foot washing, and then the third thing is the happiness of foot washing all right i didn 't say the aroma <laughs> we 're going to look at that and <clears throat> so number one, what is this nature of foot washing? Jesus said verse fourteen, you ought." To wash one another's feet—that's what you got to do. Well, wait a minute. Well, not everybody needs that. Well, is he—he's telling us something that's beyond the the literal part of it. The idea is—is is this? Listen, when Jesus—here's the nature of foot washing. Let me give you the—to define it. Foot washing is to willingly do a lowly and helpful service for another. That's what it means—to willingly do. A lowly but also helpful service for another. Because that's what Jesus did. He willingly did not just any kind of service. He didn't say, hey guys, i got some steaks on the grill. Everybody's going to love me for this. That wasn't foot washing. Uh, That wasn't the the nature of what he was doing. Um, It was a lowly but helpful thing for these guys. And he did it willingly. Nobody asked him to wash feet. It was what the lowest servant would do for people to come in the house. guests or the the man of the house, the people of the house, the lowly servant, we are told, would wash the feet. And Jesus volunteered to do that without anybody asking. And he started washing their feet. That's what foot washing is. Now, the fact is, is they should have been washing his feet when he walked in. Right? Um. We have, uh, I think, one or two records in the Scripture of somebody anointing Jesus' head and washing his feet, and it wasn't the disciples; it was a lady. Um, but we don't see it. It may have happened. It just wasn't recorded. That the disciples are like, oh wait, Jesus, come in, and nobody's washing his feet. Let's do this, guys. No, they didn't do that. He does it. This is a big lesson in leadership right here. He does it. He goes underneath his subordinates. The ones who are already subordinate to him, he goes underneath them and performs a servant and says, hey, if I was over you and I've washed your feet, you ought to do that too. All right. Um, so foot washing is to willingly do a lowly and helpful service. Jesus didn't say, well, if they, if they wash my feet, I'll wash their feet. You do something for me, I'll do something for you. He didn't do that. Well, is that how you are? Well, if you talk to me, I'll talk to you. You give me something, I'll give you something. If you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. You know what Jesus says? If you give to somebody who gives to you, you're just like the normal heathen, you know. That's normal kind of human behavior. You know the you know the Gentiles they love you, they pat each other on the back. Jesus said they love each other too. They love to kind of keep the things equal. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said if you love your enemies, now you're going above normal. And that's the kind of Christianity I'm calling you to. So Jesus here. Um, He's willingly doing a lowly and helpful service for another. It's not this. Foot washing, as I'm, as I'm talking about foot washing today, and we'll get into some specific things. We're talking about the, a doing a service for another person. And I don't mean this. When Jesus says you ought to wash one another's feet, it doesn't mean, well, you know, you ought to... If you owe somebody something, you ought to pay your debt. You ought to pay what you owe. No. Paying what you owe is not foot... This isn't what Jesus is teaching. Jesus didn't say you ought to also pay your debts. He's not teaching that. Some people think they're, they're really important when they pay their bill. Right. I've done a good look at that. I paid my bill. I met a guy one time went to high school with him, and I went to a huge big uh, six or seven hundred in our class at Mesa High. And I remember seeing this guy at a checker auto parts like a year or two after we were out of school. and I said, "Hey, man, you know we weren't buddies, but it's like you just kind of know everybody, even though you're not friends.'re like, "Hey, you know we were talking." And he was across the counter and uh, we were talking he's like yeah he says yeah he goes yeah i got this girlfriend she's having my baby and all this and, and he wasn't married he's like yeah he goes and, and he goes but you know what i'm going to take care of my kids i'm not going i'm not going to leave i'm going to watch i'm going to see how my kids doing i'm going to take care of them buy them clothes and feed them and he's like it's like he's saying man i'm good i feed my kids <laughs> i mean nobody else nobody else out there feeds their kids i do he kind of had that attitude of going man Don't break your arm. Patting yourself on the back, bud. You know, there's like that's no. There's no reward for doing in the sense your duty. uh, We shouldn't pat ourselves on the back because uh, you owe money to somebody and you pay it. You did a service like you're drawing electricity from your house and you pay your bill on time. You're not an extraordinary person for that. You're not. Uh, uh, If if somebody. you know, you owe somebody something, and you go render that service to them. That's not foot washing. That's paying a debt. And Jesus isn't saying, "Good job for that." Foot washing is not when I fulfill a paid service for somebody. If somebody comes to you and you work, you're at work and you're paid to do something, and you do it, that's not foot washing. If you're paid to wash toilets and you do it, that's what you should do. You're not like, well, I'm a, you know, I'm 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 extra special. <clears throat> Uh, it's not when you clean up your own mess hey if you make a mess in your house and you go and you clean up after yourself Amazing. you better you know <laughs> that's quoted your mom right or your wife <laughs> So if you clean up after yourself I mean like kids mess up their rooms and it's sometimes I can see it I'm like, it's humbling oh I gotta clean my own room just know this you're not like Jesus right there don't think you're like Jesus for cleaning your own room all right, uh, you make a mess in the bathroom and you clean up your own mess you 're not like Jesus you're just trying to catch up with him a little bit. He probably didn't make a mess, so you know so i 'm just trying to see because sometimes we think, hey i've done I, I work my job or I, 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 uh, I clean up my own mess, and and sometimes people think there's something special for that that 's not what Jesus is talking about he 's talking about coming off your high horse. And do something that's needful, but it happens to be also lonely for somebody else without them lassoing you off. So I I, I remember reading the story of George Washington. I heard it, and then finally I found it in a book. Um, our, Our first president, George Washington, I'll read it verbatim, short. It's just a paragraph here. During the Revolutionary War, George Washington was one day riding by a group of soldiers who did not know him uh as he sees these soldiers there are busily uh, engaged in raising up a beam to some kind of some military framework something maybe they're building a fort or something and they're raising like this beam and he's watching them as he's riding up there and these guys are working and there was a corporal there just barking commands get that over there come on move it and he's just going on and on this corporal was and george washington comes by and and he's watching it happen he quietly asks the corporal he says well um why don't you turn and help them? Because he really wasn't that busy. It looks like they need some extra muscle getting it up there. Why don't you turn and help them? The corporal turned around and he didn't know it was George Washington. He turned to him and said angrily, he said, Sir, do you realize that I am the corporal? And Washington said, politely raised his hat and said, I did not realize that. <laughs> and so I beg your pardon, corporal. He says, and then he dismounted his horse and he went down to where the guys were uh, and began working to help the men lift the beam until they were done and got the beam in a fixed place. And then he came back to his horse from near where the corporal was and he wiped his brow and he says, uh, Corporal, if you ever need assistance like this again, call upon Washington, your commander-in-chief, and I will come. <laughs> and so that corporal was confused and then he turned red and then he turned right. And then he realized who he was talking with. He was embarrassed for being so pompous, but he learned a lesson of true greatness. That our commander-in-chief here of our nation stooped down to make something happen that needed to happen. And the Lord Jesus Christ did in the greatest way in our redemption. He came down off out of heaven into time and space in, in flesh and blood and got himself dirty... In a sense, for us, and went was propped himself off on the cross to provide a washing for us, right? All right, he did that's the greatest washing he's done for us, it's the greatest the soul washing is when he came to the cross for us. But then, also in a practical way, he shows the disciples, Look, guys, I'm above you, yet I'm going down here and I'm gonna do this thing. Why don't you guys do the same thing too? That's what you ought to do. That's the kind of Christianity I'm looking for towel and basin Christianity jesus is teaching us so i want you to understand the nature here of what what we're talking about number two applications there's a lot of them i just wrote down 13 ideas and there's probably more i'm going to go through some of them Uh, applications of foot washing in other words in other words this how do i apply what jesus is really teaching how do i apply this well the first one is literal actual foot washing some people do need their feet washed right maybe some of your teenage boys need them washed Or your junior boys. Like, man, and I do, I'm going to wear a respirator when I wash them. Right? There's some stinky feet that can happen around uh, that time with them boys. But um, washing, literally washing somebody's feet, uh, maybe your spouse, uh, guys, maybe. I I think it was, uh, I remember my wife went to get a pedicure, and I was like, I think this is the first time she ever had a pedicure. And I wanted to beat her, I wanted to beat the pedicurist to it. I'm like, I never wash my wife's feet. I'm going to wash her feet first before some other guy does it or person or whatever. And I literally, I did that. It was personal to me. Like, I don't want somebody else to beat me to this. I want to do it. So I did it. I definitely didn't do any painting on nails. I didn't do that. Or these little, if I had, if I did a scrub, it would have been with like 80 grit sandpaper on her heel and she wouldn't have liked that. But, because that's the only sandpaper I know, but um but i but i honestly wanted honestly i wanted to like, you know what I, I want to be the first one to do this and um literally washing your feet this is how it apply guys ladies ladies your husband as well um your children children get dirty feet don't they <laughs> you know and they are our, our little kids they can run around the house and or run outside and they get these dirty little feet wash their feet that's a good thing uh the elderly some people that work with the elderly, even though you 're paid sometimes you you need to do a little extra stuff don 't you that 's beyond being paid, maybe even for a grandparent or parent and you have to like I need to go a step beyond, and sometimes it 's stuff that 's not fun to do right. for an elderly changing things and washing things that you didn 't want expect yourself to that would you can consider that foot washing that's a, that 's a, a lowly but helpful service. Um, Number one that 's just some ideas here. Another thing is massaging somebody 's feet um, uh, who doesn 't like that? you know who doesn't like a foot massage? Uh, maybe a few some okay, some do <laughs> all right or uh, uh, but most people like a foot massage or something without asking all right i'm trying to put some 'm trying to put some wheels to this message here, some tires, all right, giving you some ideas I get it moving uh, massaging somebody's feet without asking. Uh, cleaning another person's car i mean a car is the equivalent of our feet right? at this point right i gotta get in my feet and get moving and you know people's cars get dirty inside and out and it's it would be a nice gesture to to wash their car now don't ruin it if they got a fresh paint job you better watch out there um you know there's things you you could ruin it but washing somebody's car maybe of your brother or your sister or your um somebody else i'm giving you some ideas um uh, making somebody a breakfast. Making somebody lunch. Buying somebody breakfast. Buying somebody lunch. These are ideas. Um, uh, n- uh, here's another idea. Cleaning somebody's shoes. We don't do that. It doesn't seem like we do that as much today, but uh, sometimes it's needed with dress shoes or uh, even maybe even shoes that have gotten dirty and are muddy. And uh, You'd think, you know what? I don't have to do that, but I think I'm going to go do that. It would help them. It would help my my um, brother get to work earlier tomorrow morning it help my uh maybe my dad uh move get be able to get to work earlier tomorrow morning if i just go ahead and clean his shoes for him or something like that i'm just giving you ideas uh, cleaning literally cleaning somebody's shoes i remember we went to a spiritual leadership conference in lancaster i don't know if they still do this but uh it's been a few years since i went and they'll have these guys out there they'll polish your shoes for you you know for free and like you guys they'll you'll be walking around and say, hey, do you want your shoes cleaned or polished? And they're like, sure. And you sit up on there and they start doing a little free deal and you don't have to pay them. So uh, I didn't think I had to pay them, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I didn't see a little bucket or anything. But uh, So there's some ideas. Uh, iron somebody's clothes. How many of you iron? I mean, how many of you really can iron? Raise your hand. I can iron, all right? Anybody want to show their hand that they can't? I can't iron a few. All right. Yeah. Okay. You can't. <laughs> There's wives. I can't iron. I'm making my husband do it. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding there. Um, if you can iron, you can you can help. That's like a service, uh, washing somebody's feet. Uh, iron it right. Don't ruin it. It's not helpful when you ruin clothes, right? Oh, I didn't know this was polyester. It's all melted or something. You know. <laughs> Uh, You've got to read the instructions And iron it right That's, that's a service for somebody Iron someone's clothes uh, Another idea Clean somebody's laundry uh, Clean the laundry of another And anyway Don't ruin it Don't be mixing whites and reds And stuff like that Just figure out How to serve somebody and it genuinely is helpful to them Start in your home Alright Start in your home We like to, Here's what we like to do We like to do service For other people And they just think We're the greatest hero in the world And we're like Yeah but you know what? Just start in your home and prove your character where you really camp out at. All right? Prove it there. And because most people outside of your home see you know, 50% of the real you. Okay? And uh, start in your home, work your way out that way. And uh, uh, so here's some ideas uh, fill somebody's gas tank. Of course, that could be expensive, but um, uh, do something like that. Uh, number, I got 13 ideas. Number 10, help someone move. I know my uh, son Gideon likes to do that every now and then. He'll help somebody move some stuff, and I appreciate him doing that. Uh, it's probably all easy for him compared to when the three or four weeks he worked for two men in a truck, right? How many weeks did you work for them? Four weeks. He worked for four weeks for two men in a truck, this, and it was during the hottest time. And uh, he's, he, it was tough, but it was a good experience for him. I think it's all been easy since then, right, kid? every job's been pretty easy since those guys, huh? Okay, I thought, so otherwise, we'll, I'll find somebody to make it harder, no <laughs> so, but uh, now, he, he does a good job at it, though, too, you know, some, help somebody move, um, um, here's a few more ideas, mow somebody's lawn, you know, maybe just spunt, you got to, again, you, you want to make sure it's helpful, uh, but maybe your lo- neighbor, you know your neighbor good enough to where if they're gone, you think, you know, I'm going to mow their lawn for them, and, don't break a sprinkler head or anything like that. Just do a good job on it. Um, number 12, clean or vacuum another person's floor, not just your own. Um, that's a good idea. <clears throat> number 13 is give up a seat and stand. We've been trying to practice some of that stuff here. You know, Let somebody else have a seat or have a better seat. That, that You don't have to do that, do you? But you can volunteer to do that and be, provide a helpful service you know when people came into a room if a if a room if a person with a significant size house in a back you know two thousand years ago and there were servants you'd have household servants and people were coming in to sit the servants were the ones who were mobile they were like they would give up their seat move to another spot move to another spot till the guests get to fill in the servants gave up seats so that pe- people could sit down and Plus, the servants were probably you know, doing other things. But the idea is we can be that way. We can be servant-like. And and it's a form of washing somebody's feet. Those are some ideas. Uh, number three, our last main point is this. Uh, the happiness of foot washing. I say that because Jesus brings it up. Verse 17. Um, verse 17. You know, listen to Jesus, what he says here. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. So he did. He went around and uh, he even had his clothes off and he used a towel and basin. He washed all the disciples' dirty feet. He gets up and he says, do you know what I just did, guys? I'm your Lord and Master and I've washed your feet and if I've done that, you ought to do that as well. You're not greater than your Master. And then he says, uh, so if you know these things, if you know the foot washing, and that you ought to do it, and you've seen me do it, and you've studied me, and you you heard my words here, and you and all that. If you know that, happy are ye if you do it. There's happiness in doing this type of thing that Jesus is saying. Now listen to what Jesus did not say: If you know these things, happy are ye. If you know, do you, did you did you examine it? Yeah. Did you, did you hear what I said? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we know what you're talking about, Lord. We know it thoroughly. He didn't say, okay, then you're going to be happy because you just know so many things. Jesus didn't say there's merely... Jesus didn't say you're going to be happy just because you know more about my teaching and just because you're examining what I'm doing. He's saying if you do it, there's going to be a, a, an element of happiness that kicks in that you will experience. <clears throat> Some of us, we think our Christianity has gone far enough because... We've learned a lot, you know. I've been in many churches. I've seen many things. I know many things about the Bible. I've I've heard many preachers. We don't really care. Jesus doesn't care. If you don't do what you know, it's for naught, and you are a hearer only and not a doer. Uh, so Jesus says, if you know this, happier. You. If you do it, do these things. Um, I remember I told this example before, but I had a a pastor i knew he was pastoring i think it was in florida at the time and he said that he had this lady in his church that um and this happens you know that happens everywhere where we all battle our our sorrows and depressions and stuff at different um degrees that's part of the human experience but there was this one lady just was just couldn't seem to kick this depression thing she was in and and um pastor was giving her some counsel and then finally he says you know here's what i want you to do um she wasn't really doing much in the church um and so he says listen we got people i know that need visiting in the hospital and um i would like you to do this why don't you go home make some bread or some cookies and get some flowers and take that and go to the hospital i'll give you a few visits to do and when you're done you can maybe even visit some other rooms of other people you don't know and just, go do, just go do that right there and just and get back with me and uh, again because she just battling some sorrow and he thought this is a p- good prescription for her and so she did that and she, uh, she made I don't remember what she made maybe it was cookies uh, but she made something and she brought some flowers and she visited some people that the pastor uh, had assigned to her and uh, she spent a little time with them gave them a gift gave them the flowers prayed with them talked asked questions how they're doing went and did another one went and did another one then there was people that she didn't know that she just said you know maybe i'll just peek in on them and just say hi and see if they're open to to some uh, somebody to talk to them if they don't maybe perhaps they don't have anybody visiting them and she did that too she visited a few others and and uh, as she <coughs> uh, when she came uh, she finished those visits and i think a few days later she met with the pastor and the pastor said so how did it go she goes it was great and she said i really i I really just feel better and it was a blessing for me to do that and in other words in other words she did an act of service that is likened unto what jesus is saying and it brought happiness it's okay to be happy you know it comes and goes sometimes doesn't it but it's okay to be happy and it's okay to try to do something to be happy especially something that Jesus prescribes this is his prescription and, um, and what a blessing that is to me to hear that example Jesus' arithmetic is not no plus uh, no no equals happy his arithmetic is no this service plus do this service equals happy happiness is what he says so here I, we're going to wind this up here. The foot washing that Jesus expects. See, some of us today, we enjoy listening to this. We enjoy even watching and imagining Jesus do this. We enjoy that. Oh, yeah. We enjoy coming probably coming back next week and saying, what's Jesus going to do next? And We enjoy that. But it seems like, for, is that as far as it goes for you? Are you just enjoying watching Jesus live the, His life? Or are you going to engage in the things that he's teaching you as well? Um, He says, you ought to also, he says, ye, look at verse 14, ye also ought, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. Um, Some of us enjoy the word today but have no intention of applying it. You have no intention of doing one thing. Why don't you think of an idea that I just gave you and intend to apply it? Or one that came to your mind. They um, you don't want to just be a spectator sport here on in a professional sermon taster. Uh, we should do it. Um, again, Jesus didn't say you had to pay your debts. You had to complete a paid service. You had to clean up after yourself. He didn't say that because that was already assumed. He said you ought to wash one another's feet. And that's what I hope we will do. And uh, again... Um, Jesus is basically telling us, quit looking for a title, look for a towel. Look for a title. I like... Um, <clears throat> um, if, you, if Is Esteban in here, Matt? He's in the junior church. Esteban, if he's around Esteban for any length of the time, he will tell you about car washes. All right. How many of you have had Esteban tell you about a car wash? Raise your hand. Look at this. Yeah. He'll tell you about car washes that he's been to. Brother Matt will take him. Esteban is uh, Matt's son. And they'll go <laughs> go through different car washes. How many different car washes? Just a few? Or? No, 20, 20? Oh! <laughs> We've made a, a deal of this here, huh? How far out are you going? <laughs> Thatcher Junction. Yeah. They're actually building more around us here. There's a free one right now, but by the Target, Valveston, uh, oh, okay. Greenfield. What is that? Valveston, Warner? Yeah, it's just a plug there. I'm not being paid. So. <laughs> but anyways, Esteban's funny, he'll be like, we went to such and such car wash, and he gets all excited about it, and then it had this, I don't even know the names of the stuff, the spinny thing, and, and this pink soap, and uh, the power rinser, and the dryer, and it went Shh. and it was so scary, or you know, I don't know, he'll say something, uh, but he'll tell you about those, and he gets all excited about it, you know, it's... I imagine it's like a, a kind of an act of faith for him to go into this, because sometimes he gets a little scared. And, um, but listen, there's a greater listen, this is, there's a greater wash. There's a greater wash for, that we want to reflect on here as we wind this up. And it does take an act of trust, and that is to go to Jesus Christ. It's a faith, it's an act of faith. It's not something you see. You know He existed. You hear His gospel preach. You heard Michael preach a good, clear uh, message about in Sunday school about His cross work for us and, and He died for us and He was risen. And He says, come to Me. Jesus says this. He's, it's not something you see. We're not talking about doing a magical or religious ceremony. We're talking about going to Jesus by faith and entrusting your dirty self to Him. And He'll take you in and wash you. The Bible says that... Uh, God says, it's Isaiah, what, one eighteen. God says, Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I, I, I got a deal for you, God says. You come to Me and I'll wash you. You're all stained really bad. I'll, I'll clean you up. The Bible says uh, that Jesus washed us from our sins in His own blood. Now... It's not applied to you unless you come to Him as your wash. And it can be as simple as a prayer, a true, honest prayer of faith from that seat. If you've never trusted Him, you can call on Him and ask Him to be your Savior. Believing what He did for you. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. He's God. And you believe that? Then what He says is, whoever will call upon Me shall be saved. And you'll be washed. And God views you, past, present, future, as washed. That's how he will always view you. Now, you might commit sin still, but he views you as clean in Jesus's, uh, through Jesus' blood and having Jesus' righteousness. So, my, <clears throat> have you been to him for the cleansing? Have you been washed by Jesus Christ? Has your soul been washed? And my next question is, do you even uh, attend, intend to engage this will you be a foot washer that's my question let's bow for prayer